Howdy. If you haven't already, make sure to follow us on all the socials. We are at History and Film on Instagram and HIFpod on Twitter. My personal Twitter account is at TrackNerds, and you can always email me at Simmons at TrackNerds.com. And a quick content warning, this episode does deal with female genital mutilation, so if that is not something you would like to hear us discuss, then you might skip this episode. But we did feel this was an important topic to highlight, and do hope you'll give it a listen. So, Malad here was a movie that I was a little nervous about watching because I just figured it would be gut-wrenching and a horrible depiction of female genital mutilation in Africa and just, you know, like you're just crying and it's a disaster. And while a lot of those things are true, the film itself is surprisingly watchable. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff is kind of, it's not that it's taken lightly, but it's so commonplace within their culture and they don't view it the way that outsiders maybe view it as this Mm -hmm. horribly oppressive form of child abuse and torture. They see it more as like a cultural decision. And when you see how cavalier they are when discussing cutting the girls or actually they, as they call it throughout the film purification, they got to get purified and it seems like how could any culture think like this or do this without thinking and do it for no reason and just yeah. do it for years? I'm like, well, you know what? While it's not as cruel, we have been circumcising men in the United States for no reason for decades. There's, it's the same thing. There's no, yeah. there's no reason for it. Now again, it's not as traumatic because it's done younger and it doesn't have the same right. same consequences. So I'm not trying. And to, it's not yeah. as yeah, it's not as damaging. There's not as many right. Health, there's yeah, not like the the crazy health issues. So and, I don't want to equate the two, but as far as the mindset that goes into doing something to young children's genitals because it's you feel it's justified, but it's really not. That's kind of the parallel I, I'm, I'm making. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought too that it was going to be, and I, I didn't know anything about this movie before going in, but I, I was expecting it, and I'm, I'm glad that it wasn't, but I expected it to be more like visceral and gruesome. Oh, right, right. But you don't, you don't actually. I mean, you don't. They, it's almost like they, they like they shot around it. Yeah, like they, you know, they'll, they'll sh- they showed the the ceremony a couple times, but it was always from like relatively far away. And, you know, it's always there's, you know, the, the blocking is such that you don't, aren't actually seeing what's going on. Or it's but but you, enough before or enough after. You certainly yeah. know what's going on. Right. Yeah. Which I appreciated because, you know, I didn't want to. And, and to. I want to say, and, and, and honestly, in general, too, I want to say this. I mean, this is going to be a little awkward because neither of us are women or gynecologists. So I, it, part of me feels like it's oh. almost even not our place to talk about this. Right, it's it's definitely not our place to like speculate on it too much, but I I do think that it's it's definitely something that I think is important to be touched on and brought to bring up the conversation about it. Right. We don't purport to be experts on this or anything. Um, right. And in fact, this might be the subject that I am least qualified to talk about and know the least about, probably on in this whole series. Right. And maybe we need to see this more as an advocacy episode to kind of raise awareness again, because the, the statistics are crazy when you're talking about 200 
million women worldwide that are have either been victims of this or at risk of being victims of this. And again, that's roughly 5% of the women in the world. And yeah. you know, it actually affects more than you think. It's not just a Muslim problem. It's just not just an African problem. It, it does. It is mostly concentrated in Northern Africa and into the Middle East. But I saw a video on YouTube of like, oh, here's a white woman from Wisconsin who had it done in the 60s. And so yeah. it's it's a thing. That was another thing where it was yeah, and this it's it's usually framed as as an African issue um at, at least that's how it was in in, in my mind. Well, statistic statistically it primarily is, but it happens everywhere. Yeah, but but it is right. It it is an issue everywhere, yeah. So, let's talk about the film itself and then we can get to kind of some of the misconceptions and and again, we don't need to go it's kind of again, I'm still kind of torn cuz I don't think we need to go into graphic detail, but at the same time, I think you want to normalize these conversations and so they're not considered as mm-hmm. taboo to even have these conversations. So, right. The film itself is set in uh Burkina Faso in West Africa. So this is part of French West Africa. And you actually kind of, I don't know if you caught it. You could hear a lot of times, most of the time they're speaking their tribal languages, but a few times they're speaking French and, and sometimes yeah. it's kind of a hybrid. It's, it's like there's, there's certain, because they, um, because so their, their main language that they speak is a tribal language, but because they are a, you know, Burkina Faso, it used to be a French colony. And because they are, they're Muslim, they also slip in Arabic and they slip in French. Oh, right, so right. Like, the Arabic greetings, right, right. Yeah. And let's see. So uh, so the country itself, this is the country where <laughs> I have heard of the country before, but if I were to write down a list of every country I could think of, I was never going to remember Burkina Faso. Like, again, so like <laughs> I'd, I'd heard of it, but I had forgotten that I had heard of it. And it used to be called Upper Volta or French Upper Volta. And they renamed it not actually too long ago. In the uh, 1984, they they renamed it to Burkina Faso. And it is, it is completely landlocked there in, in Africa. It is a predominantly Muslim country. And we are dealing with a small village or tribe today and frankly so i have it here in 2004 in our timeline because that's when the film was made but it doesn't actually say and it it could be set in the 80s because the radios that all the women have they get confiscated from them at one point seem to be pretty dated but it's also a poor enough part of the world that hey these is not this just might be the best radios they could get in 2000 is radios from the late 80s early 90s so I don't know when it's set. We're just kind of putting it here in our timeline because I, I think that's an okay place to put it. It doesn't seem necessarily out of place, and this is still an issue to the present day. I actually looked just this year, or sorry, at time of recording, in 2020, Sudan did finally outlaw uh, female genital, genital mutilation, or uh, FGM. It's often just called FGM because that is kind of a yeah. uh, a lot to kind of say over and over again. So we, we might just call it FGM here too. So, but yeah, it's it's still an issue, and I, I think a lot of countries have illegalized it because, but because it's such a cultural practice, it's hard to even if you've made it illegal, it's hard to monitor or police. Or again, you end up with it's being done anyway, even if the doctors right. won't officially do it. Should we like before before we get too much oh, right, into right. The, like the rest of this? Should should we maybe just explain what FGM is? Yes. So uh, I, and go and ahead. I, again, like you said, not to get too graphically violent about it, but just 
you know, in medical terms. But they're, they're misconception. I, I watched a TED Talk this morning about kind of a lot of the misconceptions about it. And Oh, okay. So it kind of talked about most people seem to think that, oh, it's all one thing or it's it, or the, all the women who have it done have a very common experience, but it's it's a completely diverse practice. Some Sometimes it's happened shortly after birth. Sometimes it's, you know, right before puberty, sometimes even later than that. And that also even what is done to the women varies right. so, widely sometimes too. Sometimes it's, it's more. It's, sometimes it, there's no anesthesia. Sometimes it's local anesthetic. Right. Sometimes it's sometimes it's like it's you know in a hospital as it like it's an actual surgery. Right. Versus just you know some sort of like a a, a primitive you know just hack and slash. Right. Um, like, but it, it, yeah. it's it's essentially at, at its at, at the core of what it is is it's just removal of part or all of female genitalia is that is that a pretty good just base description of it yes yes so yes primarily it's most it is most often uh, the clitoris or specifically keep in mind the head of the clitoris because it's a gland that exists well beyond just the head and then also yeah sometimes they will literally again i don't like to say but they'll slice off the labia as well in some instances mm-hmm. or in other instances it can be a closing up of the vagina through like either like sewing it together and just literally trying to make it a smaller opening and just Ugh. again there's there's all and, and every combination thereof so that's kind of about all we want to kind of get into on that but then it just the ramifications just become you know any with anywhere from well the obvious but then less obvious is like oh difficult difficult in urination or then years later giving birth and you have scar tissue built up and it's just actually even the white woman i saw the youtube video about she had difficult childbirth because of scar tissue that obviously doesn't isn't designed to be conducive to childbirth well in in the movie the the main lady is it cole uh, yeah uh, yeah cole yeah yeah, so she she talks about how she had two previous pregnancies and miscarried, you know, both of the of her babies died and the only reason that her daughter in the movie that she uh chose to to not be, you know, quote purified, um the only reason that she was able to survive being born is because she had a C-section. Right, and a pretty brutal one where they have they she has like a vertical scar up to her navel. Yep. And yep. they just they just ripped her out of out of her and a lot, of, a lot of, it's very dangerous within their tribe too because so theirs is more of like a semi-religious ceremony performed by women in the tribe mm-hmm. and i did listen to a podcast where and I, I couldn't find it again to figure i couldn't remember what podcast it was but basically a woman was talking about how it's not so yes it does ultimately go back to controlling women and trying to make sex not pleasurable and just make them make sure they're pure for husbands that is kind of ultimately the roots of it but it's been around for so long that that part of it has almost even fallen away and with this tribe specifically in the film they just say that's how it's supposed to be like it's not it's not about anything it's just the norm and so we're going to keep doing it because it's the norm, and how dare you get rid of our tradition, or how dare you make these women unpure for marriage and unfit for marriage, and it has nothing to do with anything other than tradition and culture, and that's, yeah. and that, anyway, so on the yeah, podcast, that's what she talked about, is like, that's part of the frustration, is it's just about educating these tribes, and educating these people, yeah. that it's not actually necessary, they're convinced that it's necessary. Right, well, the, they're convinced that it's necessary, and the elders also 
are they're you know they also they push hey this is how we've always done it but then they also push with it's required by islam and one of the things that they she says is no it's not because i heard on the radio the granny mom said that it's not right he's he came on the radio and he's an expert in islam and he said that it's not required so right and 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 they're right it's not it's not mentioned in any religious text or anything it's just just, it just kind of culturally came up as a way to control women and again another one of the youtube videos i was watching talked about how again everyone's experiences differently there's even even been instances where women who have had their vaginal canal sewn to be a smaller opening then have to have it opened up to give birth will ask well then you need to sew it back up after birth like so they basically want to oh, be wow. re, have the damage redone because again they think you're supposed to have it they actually think that a you know a closed up vagina is is healthier and that they're going to be more prone to infection if it's if they haven't had this mutilation done to them. So yeah. again, it's just kind of fighting the misconceptions and yeah. to, to help slowly get rid of this problem. One of the, the things that I think is was interesting in this movie is that the it kind of shows that for lack of a better term, ignorance as both a positive and a negative. So like, obviously it's the source of the conflict, but it's also the thing that is keeping the girl safe because she puts the, it's, it's just a rope. It's like two feet off the ground. And she said, this is the Moolah, the magical protection. You can't come into my house. Otherwise you're going to be cursed. I actually loved that and, mechanism within the film. And they like that. That's what kept everyone out for the whole movie. Right, and that's they said. Yeah. Well, we can't we, we can't go in because she's got the mulad, so they're protected. No matter how much we hate it, no matter how much we we want to to get those girls back. Right, they're absolutely convinced you know. that only Kole can lift the mulad, or or yep. uh, and uh, to the point that you know, kind of jumping to the end, where her husband's literally whipping her so that she'll say the word that relieves yeah. the curse of the mulad and allow them to get the girls to again quote purify them and. It's yep. interesting too, and this this seems to be based in in fact that you kind of have this amalgamation of these African tribal communities that are Islamic, but then they also have these rich cultural traditions of superstitions and tribal superstitions, and it's kind of this blend. So yeah, they're fully Muslim, but they also fully believe in these curses and in Kole's ability to put these curses in place, and like oh yeah the the last person that broke this cur- the curse, they ended up dead. Like it's just like it's it's legit. So the whole plot of the film is these. Uh, it's like six at first, but four girls go to Kole and say, "Hey, we're up next to get purified. Will you protect us?" And we don't want to, right? Obviously, right. yes. Yeah. So, and we don't want to be purified. So you're the only one who will protect us because seven years ago you didn't let them purify your daughter. So your daughter, and they even have a term for it. I, I forget what it was, it, but basically they have a term for women who haven't been purified, which again, we're only using the word because that's the word they use in the film, but haven't undergone FGM. So they want the, her protection because again, they basically range in age from probably 07 to 11 and they want her protection. She does say, yep, you're right. I, I don't agree with the practice despite our traditions. So I'll set up this little rope across my house entrance and no one can cross without dying if they want to try to claim you but you girls also can't leave because you would be killed by the malad also so i love the concept that the title of the movie is the name of the curse that she's put in place to protect the girls and i I just thought that was a really neat it wasn't at all what i expected (laughs) the title to mean and i thought that was kind of fascinating and then so throughout it's just kind of then the debate within the community 
of what are we going to do about Kole, who's preventing the girls from having this, again, what they see culturally as vital, that none of these girls are going to be able to get married. No no one will ever want them, that you're going against your tradition. You're going to make, again, they've tied it to Islam somehow, so you're going to make Allah mad that you're not allowing this practice to continue. And it ends up being just kind of back and forth. It's not even really a debate. There, there, there are more women, I guess, that ultimately come to, to Kole's side. And actually, after her husband beats her, kind of a lot more come into play. And a lot of it's just the life yeah. in this village. You just kind of get to see life in this African village. And it's kind of interesting with the one guy who's been over in France going to school. And he comes back and he's got a suit and yep. brand new bills. They're used to all the French bills. France is where the money yeah. is made. But they're used to all these worn out banknotes. And this guy's got new banknotes. And the guy that they call mercenary, who's like yes. the former soldier who got kicked out of the army for, you know, exposing corruption in their commanders and then they they kicked him out of the army and now he he's like the guy that sells bread and knickknacks well, and, everything. and stuff he's, the, he's walmart in their yeah. community yeah right he's right he's he's like yeah walmart but it's like a bike cart that he just carries no sorry right right he's he's a farmer's marker walmart he just kind of yeah. has and, and then that he he ends up getting killed by the villagers because the kid from France says, oh, well, my family wants me to marry my 11-year-old cousin. And he says, oh, the, oh, so your family's pedophiles then. Right. And then they're like, well, we're going to kill you because... Well, that's not that's, why they kill him. They, they, Well, that's I'm sorry. That's not, I guess, that's one of the reasons maybe. They kill him because he stops uh, Kole's husband from beating oh, her. Oh, that's right. He he grabs, right, he grabs the husband when... um when he's he's whipping Kole. Right. And the, the guy in Mercenary, yeah. he's actually... A very, very interesting character because he's kind of he's kind of not he doesn't really follow the same rules as the rest of the community. So the rest of them are all about more like yeah. traditional. You, you you get married, we're monogamous. You, you right. married the purified girls. Mercenary is more of just like hey, he's always flirting with all the girls. He wouldn't mind sleeping they with call, all. Yeah. There's like multiple characters call him a womanizer. Yes. And he's like you know he like flirts with the flirts with like the different girls that'll come up to to his cart. Right and stuff. Right, and then, and then, but he's also ultimate. So he seems like kind of a even not, not a complete sleaze bag, but he's he's kind of he's the less least moral person on on paper within their community. But then he's the one that steps up. Yeah, I I found mercenary just a very interesting character that was handled well within the film, where he kind of goes from the because he also is not exploiting completely, but he's kind of price gouging a little bit the community and the guy who's just come back from france is kind of calling him out on it because he knows what stuff costs in the west but mercenary does point out well hey it's a little harder to get stuff down here i gotta pay for the you know, shipping and all that but he's also doing it with yeah. a smile so it says like yeah dude i'm i'm making bank yeah that was like such a it was such an interesting dynamic between the two of them because like they were smiling and and laughing and joking but then in the next sentence like mercenaries you know calling his his uncle and his dad pedophiles and then he's coming back with well you know you're robbing robbing these people blind like you know th- this stuff doesn't cost as much but then at the end of their conversations like they're back to being no, right, homies right. again almost or they they at least even if they're not friends they have an understanding of, yeah. of each other i did think it wasn't necessarily handled the best in how they kind of end up killing it so we do see him getting in kind of run out of town packing up all his stuff and the guys are kind of going after him, but I just kind of assumed they were just making sure he left. And then the next day, when the lady's talking to to Kole, who as they're dealing with her whip injuries and kind of treating her for that, she just kind of casually mentions that, oh yeah, and they murdered uh, mercenary. 
Like, oh, they did? Well, yeah, because they, they chased him out. He's he's visibly distressed. They're chasing him out with the mask, and they have they have torches and masks, and he's, like, running out of town, and all the stuff's falling out of his cart. And then it cuts to the next shot was the circling vultures. Oh, I missed that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was, like, I think it was, it was like, their way of showing that they killed him. The other bombs that they drop is the woman also says that one of the girls Coley had been protecting basically in the chaos of everything both Coley's getting whipped and mercenary getting ran out of town in the chaos they grabbed one of the girls and then end up you know yeah. performing F- FGM and she died because again that's one of the big risks is the bleeding out yeah and that was like that's like it's al- that's almost like the last straw because the right. mom was the one who basically coaxes the girl out and then takes her to right. to the ceremony the where yeah. they do FGM and then she the kid dies and then the mom comes back to just distraught and says I never should have done that no one should ever right. have to go through this I was on the one side of the issue and now I'm on the completely opposite side yeah yeah, and then that that conversation kind of it it uh, it almost fans the flame. Then in the rest of the group of of women there to say, hey, we need to stand up and do something. And then that's when they all come out and they confront the men and they confront the I don't know their their religious group of women that is performing the ceremonies. And they uh, they have you know they come out with their machetes and stuff and they take all their knives away and basically say we're not going to do this anymore. Yeah, and. And that's where it seems a little odd too. And that so this tribe that was willing to just kill mercenary then basically lets the women have their way. They kind of they basically just kind of saying they're still kind of berating them, and they know that Cole is the one kind of instigating this kind of revolt that the women are kind of having. And the one guy, the actually uh, it'd be Cole's brother in law, is telling her husband, "You got to get your wife under control." And then ultimately, he just, he he just Cole's husband just says, "You know what? Forget it." You don't tell me how to deal with my wife. She's doing fine, and they kind of you kind of get the feeling that yeah. this tribe is now going to shift away from it, and it's kind of ultimately a, a victory that they're willing to put this behind them to protect their girls going forward, and that the tradition isn't as important as the well-being of the women in the tribe, and so it's kind of a little minor victory. Yeah, but then that it's also like very, very quickly juxtaposed though with the shots of the smoke coming up from the burning radios and that yeah which it's it's almost like you know you know when you have there's movies where it's like it's kind of like a you know something bad happens but there's Mm. like this glimmer of hope that gives you like hope for the future it's almost like the opposite of that it's like okay like they have this they have this big victory they they accomplished what they wanted to you know they they ended fgm or at least for their tribe but then the last shot is the smoke rising up from all the burning radios like yeah Okay, but like this is now their you know communication to the outside world is cut off and and, and uh, aesthetically this was a very interesting movie in the, like so the the tribe is obviously so the the village itself is this kind of like red stone and red dirt with everything they've built out of and they even have like a mosque that's built to yeah. almost look like a termite mound itself and then has like these spikes sticking out of it yeah because. It- which I thought it is a kind of a cool looking thing because, and they talk about it too, that one village elder talks about, well, when our, when the ancient ancestors moved here, like the, the founder of our tribe died and they buried him in this termite mound spring up. Then when the, you know, when the tribe converted to Islam, they built the mosque next to this, 
this giant termite mound that's like this important cultural thing for a people and they built the mosque to look like the termite mound yeah and then and everyone's wearing you know these kind of bright colored clothing and then the shot that is just really really neat then so mm -hmm. then set against all that you have as they confiscate the women's radios because they feel like they've been corrupted by the modern media media or the western influences and so they confiscate all the women's radios and pile them up kind of in the village square there with all this you know red dirt buildings in the background and it's also neat how they don't turn them off so it's this pile of radios that are on yeah and they just kind of constantly show that shot yeah they and they they show shots throughout the movie of like you know another husband will put a radio on another guy will put a radio on and it's it happens a few a few times throughout the movie and each time it's this weird it's I don't know. It, I don't know if eerie is the right word, but it's definitely an interesting sound. You know, the, this pile of radios that are all on, yeah, all playing different yeah. things all the time. It was a very well-made movie. It was a little rough, though, since we watched it on YouTube and the translation was rough. But I didn't I didn't put that on the yeah. filmmaker. That seemed to be like it was just the, no, the, no, no, no. the YouTube internal thing. Yeah, right. Which, you know, obviously, whoever did it, they know more about language than i probably ever will but at the same time it, the some of the subtitles they, they would say stuff that just that just didn't make sense or or it would you know maybe they're, they're whatever they're saying you know the direct translation doesn't make sense but you know the so we'd get the literal translation right we were getting the literal translation it's like i don't i don't understand what they're talking about right. but we i mean you do get the general right. It was idea it, it wasn't a on. big problem. It sounds like something that could be a big problem, but I'd still say it's very much worth watching. It's it's a really good movie, especially because you can watch it for free on YouTube. Yes, and I, I think we let's yeah, just clarify say that, that we qualify that we don't know one hundred percent whether you know what the the copyright right you know it's in this weird gray how that, area. how that works. But I like the copy that I watched. It had been up for a while, and it had like tens of thousands of views. Right. So and I mean, it and, looks and, like the only other way to watch it would be to buy the DVD. Right. It, right. And so YouTube, at least in our finding, was the only place that we were able to watch it digitally. Right. Like even even on Amazon or on Net, it's not on Netflix. Even on like Amazon Prime, the only way the only way that you could watch it is to actually buy the DVD. But the, yeah, the the version that we watched was on YouTube, and it, it had been up for a while too. I think over three years. Yeah, yeah. The film is a ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes on the critic side, and I'm actually kind of surprised that it wasn't nominated for the Oscar for Best Foreign Film. But we've talked about many times before how sometimes stuff just straight up gets gets missed, so it must have got missed. Um, it is a it is even a seven point six on IMDb, so it's a Really, really good movie about a topic that still far too few people are even aware is an issue in the world still today. And it does sound like it's getting better. There's a lot of advocacy towards educating these tribes to get rid of yeah. this practice. And th again, there, a lot of it is it's not just punitive. It's they don't know any better. And that wouldn't get rid of all of it, but I think just education education will go a long way towards severely neutralizing the problem, even if we can't get to a total elimination anytime soon. Right. Yeah. So just looking on YouTube, the, the copy that I watched, it's actually, it was put on in two parts. The first, they've both been up for three years. Right. Um, the first part has 
almost 7,000 views, and the second part, which I don't know how this works, but the second part has almost 8,000 views. <laughs> and then there's there's like there's another copy on here that's been up here that's been on YouTube for six years and has 400,000 views with Spanish subtitles. Okay. And then there's there's a another another one here that's a it's a playlist in 11 parts. But it's been up since 2012, so it's been up for eight years, and there's 11,000 views on on these videos. So if it's not supposed to be on YouTube, nobody seems to care. <laughs> yeah, I guess is, yeah, is what I, I should guess. say. I'll, I'll, and I guess always when the answer we should we should say is support the filmmakers and buy the DVD. I guess should be the answer. I, I mentioned before that, or actually, my very first episode that the whole goal was to only do movies that are available digitally online. So we did kind of talk about this was in a gray area, but we did think it was an important enough topic and a good enough movie on the reviews that we wanted to make sure we included it yeah okay so next week we will move to saudi arabia with the 2012 film wajah